0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where we take you travelling to exciting destinations right from your armchair. See the world through your radio and meet some of the experts in tourism to get their inside tips. Have you ever wondered where the movers and shakers of the travel industry go for their own vacations? What the experts look for in their personal travel experiences? Well, this is your chance to find out as we board our virtual flight... And we find ourselves in the company of Vivian Vassos, executive editor of Zuma magazine. Now, Vivian has been a prominent editor in the Canadian publishing landscape for over two decades. She's held many roles with well-known publications such as Flair magazine, where she was its executive editor, covering fashion, beauty and entertainment. Prior to Zuma, she was the founding editor-in-chief of Weekly Scoop and was also a contributing editor of Gardening Life. Now, the executive editor at Zuma magazine, Vivian has been part of the award winning staff there since this launch in 2008. And she oversees a multi platform suite of editorial, including digital and print. And as its resident travel specialist, she regularly visits and reports from destinations around the world. Vivian, welcome to the travel show.
2: Thank you, Chris. I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, it's great to have you in the studio. And You haven't had to travel very far today to, to come to the studio, but you put a, few, a fair few miles behind you when you, uh, you travel around the world for the magazine.
2: I do, and I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm very much an explorer. Right. Well, let's just talk about that, because we've had many discussions
1: in, in the past about travel and the destinations you've been to, and every time you talk about your latest destination, there's always a sparkle in your eyes. So what is it that, that really turned you on about the world of travel?
2: Well, I'm a people person, so I really find that meeting new people is part of the adventure. Sometimes it's the best part of the adventure, and it could be simply meeting someone here in, in your own city or getting out there and, and talking to people and experiencing the culture through their eyes. I think that's most important. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would thoroughly agree with that. And, of course, you started at a fairly young age.
2: I did. I, I've been raised, I was raised by travelers, a lot of road trips, particularly in eastern Canada and the U.S. I also spent a lot of time um, traveling with my family to Greece to visit relatives um, in, during the summer.
1: So let's, let's talk about Greece because it's one of my favorite countries in the world. I was there earlier in the year in the, in the spring and it was absolutely gorgeous. What are your favorite places in Greece?
2: Well, I, I mean, I'd love to go to back to where I'm from, which is Thessaloniki, the northern part of Greece. Mm. It's interesting. It's less traveled. Uh, there are a lot of great mixed cultures. So you feel comfortable as a Canadian, I think, in Greece because there is such a, a, a crossroads of culture there. But I was able to experience the southern part of Greece the last time I was there and the Peloponnese. So I'm talking about the mainland. I think a lot of us are familiar with the islands. Mm. And, of course, Santorini and Rhodes and Crete and Mykonos but it's the myth and and the beauty of the people from the top to the bottom. They really do hospitality well and almost like no other. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm pleased that we're actually talking about mainland Greece because, as you say, when, when people generally go to Greece uh, from, from Canada, they, they're going to the Greek islands. But, to just go to the Greek islands, you 're missing out on so much
2: well, and some of those uh, some of our uh, richest stories come from the mainland, Paris and Helen and Troy come mm-hmm. from the mainland. So when you think about where we 're traveling, we know about the islands, and I would never say don't go, but I would definitely say, try to add some time athens is 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 experiencing a rebirth, a renaissance um and there are a lot of money going into the historical preservation of these incredible places in the city. Young people are opening restaurants again. That they, they, the culture and the community is really banding together to bring that essence of Greek hospitality back.
1: Yeah, no, I used to avoid Athens, if I'm honest, apart from obviously that you've, you've got Don't to go to the Don't avoid it anymore. There's amazing
2: but, museums. They've yeah. they've redone the Acropolis Museum. Uh, Nyarkos uh, has built a brand new cultural center that Obama, President Obama had opened just before his uh, last term. And uh, it's definitely a place to go again, a hotspot.
1: Yeah, And then you mentioned the Peloponnese, south of, of Athens, the mainland, as far south as you can go on mainland uh, Europe, just about. And that's gorgeous. I was there in the spring, as I say, uh, right down at the the very bottom at uh, Kalamata, where the, the Great Olives come from. And it's it's a whole different world.
2: It is a whole different world. And it's, uh, it's coastal as well. And it, beaches just crop everywhere. So it's stone beaches, rock beaches. People swim. They just jump out of their cars and jump into the ocean. It's very much attached to the sea, the culture there. Uh, again, the myth that comes from there, there's incredible uh, places like Monemvasia. You, you don't even know it's there from land. And you peek around this island and there is an incredible fortress city that people, it's only a walking city, which is great. So you don't have to deal with cars. And uh, Sparta is another place mm. in the Peloponnese. So again, there's deep history, rich history. And it has a pop cultural element that a lot of us are very aware of too. Yeah. So how much uh,
1: of the year do you actually spend traveling around the world?
2: It depends. Sometimes I'll do quite a few short, short trips, short haul weekend trips, particularly for Zoom or for the magazine. A lot of our readers like to have that bonus sort of staycation idea. Where can I go quickly in Canada or in the U.S. that I can get sort of bigger bang for my buck? Sometimes I'll be gone a week out of every month for six months um, straight. That's kind of tough, isn't it? It, it can be tough, it, but at the same time, you, you have to develop that sort of – you develop a system. You have your things that you always take with you. You have your team that helps you work on these things. You, you, you try to use familiar – I try to use familiar hotels. I try to use familiar airlines. I try to do routes that really help me get to my destination in a way that allows me more time at the destination, maybe a more seamless arrival and departure, less jet lag, which is <laughs> – is still, of course, a, a, and you know, and those are the things that that I do to help bring these back to the magazine, to our readers of the magazine, and bring those sort of destinations to life.
1: And as a executive editor and travel specialist at the the magazine, you get to to choose what destinations are being featured in the magazine and what kind of angles we're taking. That's got to be fairly uh, difficult decision sometimes.
2: It can be difficult because we know that travel, especially now, is such a changing. It's a constantly evolving. Thing uh, and so we we try to look at first of all what our readers are very interested mm-hmm. in. Obviously, Canada this year was a big thing because it's yeah. our birthday, so everyone really, really um, was interested in in re-experiencing Canada from coast to coast to coast. But also, our readers, you know, they they love nostalgia and they love. Um, they love to get back to their roots. A lot of them have Asian and European roots and they feel very strongly about rediscovering them and sharing them with their families as well, their children, their grandchildren. So multi-generational destinations are, are also something that are of importance to us. Cruise, of course, is a big is a big thing. So when, when we build our calendar, we try to look at things from the lifestyle perspective. Right. What are those things that are most meaningful to the reader? So a depth of immersion. So they're immersing themselves in culture. They're bringing stuff home with them. It could even be cooking. It could be so culinary is an interesting thing. So we try to look at it from the lifestyle perspective, not necessarily just sun or, Yeah.
1: um, yeah. Yeah, travel has become much more experiential, hasn't it?
2: I think so. Experience is so important and sharing that experience is really important. And that's why there's all these other tools now as well, Facebook and Instagram. But being able to do it and because we are active and we we maintain a very active lifestyle, that's also really important as part of the experience with our, our readers and so I try to do that as well. So you try to build in or you try to look at destinations that can bring those things back. So whether it's having um, an experience with a chef, for example, or doing a walking tour with a very small group into a place that's very exclusive, after hours, uh, also sport. So if, if you're into sport, there's a lot of hiking, there's a lot of biking. And, and um, a lot of tour companies and, and travel uh, advisors, as you know, Chris, are looking for those products that can tack that stuff on. So you're not just yeah. going on a cruise, but you're actually going on a cycling cruise, or you're part of a small excursion where you go to the market and you get to cook the foods with the chef that you went shopping for. So so those experiences as well. So and and it's it's not bragging rights as much as Wait, yeah, it is bragging rights. <laughs> it is bragging rights, it. let's be honest. <laughs> bragging rights is a really important thing. So it's not just about taking a photo of the Eiffel Tower and getting back on the coach. It's about getting off the coach, being put in the private elevator of the Eiffel Tower and having dinner halfway up and being able to come back and say that. That's the kind of thing our readers are are really interested in now. It's just a deeper understanding and takeaway of the culture as well. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, we are seeing the world today on The Travel Show with my fellow traveller, Vivian Vassos, whose travel writing you can read in every issue of Zuma magazine. And when we come back, I'm going to be asking Vivian about her personal favourite destinations in the wide world out there. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show.
3: What's new with Transat? Where to begin? How about the turquoise waters of the Caribbean? The Transat Cruise Program now offers new flights from Toronto and Montreal to San Juan and Tampa. And with Transat, there's something new in the air. Their in-flight gourmet experience is an exclusive with a new chef's menu and club-class service new on Transat's Boeing 737s. When you think Transat, don't just think what's hot for summer, think what's new. Transat.com. What's new with you? Everyone knows that WWW stands for World Wide Web, but now, thanks to FIDO Home Internet, it also stands for... Wait, what? Wow. That's because you can get Fido Home Internet starting at just $35 a month. On top of being fast and reliable, it's super easy to install, so no waiting at home for a technician. And when you consider that motor rental's included, what exactly are you waiting for? Visit a Fido store or call 1-833-DIY-FIDO. And while you're at it, ask about our student offers. Fido. Go get it. Today, you'll run farther,
4: breathe deeper, and eat better. Today, you'll live life healthy. Healthy Planet believes you have the strength to make healthy choices, and they're here to help. With 16 locations and growing, Healthy Planet is your one-stop source for health food, supplements, sports nutrition, beauty products, and expert advice. Live life healthy. Get started at HealthyPlanetCanada.com. Official partner of your Toronto Raptors.
5: If you visited findyourford.ca during Ford employee pricing and discovered that you pay what Ford employees pay, you may have side
6: effects of outrageous confidence. Symptoms include counting all the money in your pocket, posting a million selfies with your new Ford, and driving away feeling like a rock star. Awesome side effects. Now get over $4,000 in total price adjustments on the 2017 Escape Titanium four-wheel drive plus Costco members get an additional 1000 bucks When you pay what Ford employees pay, it's easy to get into a Ford. Get your employee price at findyourford.ca. Did you know that Natural Calm Ionic Magnesium is the number one selling product out of 7,500 natural health products in the U.S.? Natural Calm helps with sleep, muscle pain, migraines, and heart health, and it is highly absorbable, better tasting, and the most loved form of magnesium on the market. Get yours today where natural health products are sold or go to naturalcom.ca for information and a free sample. naturalcom Proceeds go to organicsfororphans.org. 80%
4: of all businesses are family owned and they generate 60% of the country's gross domestic product. This week on Family On Air, we
0: talk about the conflicts that arise when business and family collide. I'm Working alongside relatives can mean repeating old patterns. Discussing the best conflict resolution strategies employed by families in business with lawyer and mediator Ari Kaplan. Sunday morning at 10 on Zoomer Radio, we put family on air.
5: I'm gonna find it.
4: Getting you one step closer to resolution.
0: He's been there, done that, and wants to go back. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back to The Travel Show, where my travel companion today is Vivian Vassos, travel guru of Zuma magazine. Vivian, the magazine writing takes you right around the world on your assignments, so it's probably a very unfair question to ask of you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are your personal favorite destinations that that you've written about, that you've experienced? And maybe because this is our country's 150th birthday, we should start right here in Canada.
2: That's true. I do love Canada, Lake Louise in particular. It's just mind-blowingly beautiful. Every time I go there, I've been there in the winter and I've been there in the summer. And I also, it was also a place for me personally to reconnect with something to do with my family's past, which I I had no idea about. Uh, being first-generation Canadian, like many of our readers and your listeners, I took my parents there on a Rocky Mountaineer uh, excursion, tr- the train excursion, and they both had stories to tell me that connected 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 me much more deeply in our family to Canada, and their relatives had come over in different ways, working on the train, for example. And when my father first came here off the boat, he went straight out there and played semi-pro soccer. So for me, Lake Louise has has great meaning, Um, not just being stunningly gorgeous. It's also in Banff National Park. I mean and it's Banff is again mm. stunningly gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's like nowhere else I've been on earth and I've been to quite a few places and every time I go I catch my breath.
1: Yeah. it, it is it is stunning and in your case made even more significant yeah, by, and by those family connections.
2: Exactly. There's a deeper meaning to it and again with with us when we travel, I think the deeper meaning is is so much more important to us now than maybe when we just wanted to go and have a quick 5 days on a beach somewhere and come home and just get rest it's more than rest it's 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 reigniting your passion for everything your past other cultures Mm. Uh, and travel in general.
1: And I'm so pleased that, that Lake Louise is, is featuring on your list because, it, again, it would be my, my top 10 in, in, in Canada as well. Did you, I've got to ask this because it's one of my favorite hikes in Canada. Did you go up to the Tea House?
2: I did. I did the hike. I went all the way up to Lake Agnes as well, another mm-hmm. absolutely stunning lake that I think a lot of people might overlook. The hike is worth it. It's worth Isn't spending it? a whole day exploring that area. And, um, having tea as a tradition.
1: Oh, yes. You've got to do the Victorian-style tea. Absolutely. And even
2: if you don't, even if you get it in a to-go cup and sit outside <laughs> and, and just just you're sharing this beauty with a lot of other people that have spent that day hiking up there, using yeah. their energy and their time to be in this place. And I think that, again, is an experience like no other.
1: Right. Well, now let's spread our wings a little. Uh, outside of Canada, um, let's, let's go to somewhere exotic,
2: well, I mean, it's hard for me. to. I always say when people say, oh, what is your favorite place? Sometimes I'm, I can be, you know, cheeky and say, oh, I haven't been there yet. But mm-hmm. what stands out for me, uh, Bali is one of those islands that the people, they're so kind. They're so generous. The weather's lovely. The, the hotels and the accommodation is everything from... Top dollar to bottom dollar, everyone can afford to go there. The food is fresh. There's a huge movement from other parts of Asia there for food and culture and um, expats. So I think Bali is and and spiritualism. So you get mm-hmm. beach and you also get the spiritualism, the, the 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 yoga, the those sort of this retreat idea. So it's one of these places where it's much bigger bang for your buck. And I think Asia in general, much bigger. Bigger bang for your buck. The people are so kind yes. and so generous. The culture is wonderful. The food is amazing, healthy. So much of it is grown right in these places. So it really is farm to table. And um, I think that's important when you're in a, in a destination. Uh, New Zealand is another yeah. spot that Going I... Going even
1: further. Down the, yes, yeah.
2: New Zealand is another place that I absolutely adore. And I know that our readers, a lot of them, when we ask them... If there was no, you know, what is your bucket list destination? Or if there is, you know, no, if money was no object, New Zealand and Australia are both at the top of their list. Yep. And I think Kiwis are very much like Canadians. We live next to a, a much bigger brother who might be a little bit more, you know, brash. Yeah, <laughs> brash. And I think so. And, and and so I think New Zealanders and Kiwis and Canadians have a a common sort of element that's friendly and 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 giving and welcoming and and. Plus, again, the culture there, their, their culture and their respect for their uh, culture, for their um, indigenous culture, uh, for their aboriginal culture, for the Maori is amazing and inspirational. And, of course, Europe, Italy and the UK and Ireland are those two places that I always find. Where am I going to go next? If I can go there, that's where I'm going to go, especially England um, and Ireland. Uh, just my favourite places I go again and again.
1: Now, obviously, just as, as Greece is very special to you, England is very special to me. That's where I was born and, and brought up. And, yes, I love going back. And I actually had the pleasure uh, this year in the spring... Of, of doing a, a kind of um, destination swap with some, uh, some very close uh, Greek-Canadian friends of ours. So we decided that uh, we would spend a, a week in, in the Peloponnese and they would show us around the Peloponnese, which was just marvellous. But we would spend a week showing them around England. And it was fascinating to actually go back and, and be the tour director, if you like, and say, OK, w- what shall I show them that will sum up that will somehow bring England together as as part of my experience. It was quite a challenge really, but there are so there's so rich. You just turn round every corner and there's something new to it. It is
2: it's so diverse. You know, people think oh it's England, you know, we speak the language, London, but there is so mm. much there and so much that informs us as Canadians as well. So I think there's a connection there. And I love how you talk about being a travel director because <laughs> that's something that that if if you're not confident. You should definitely invest in. Is a travel yeah. director, is it is a travel advisor or a tour company for sure. And, but uh, yeah, England is great. London is just one of those cities that keeps getting better. It's the and and there's something better. different,
1: something new to see every time you go. Absolutely.
2: And the museums are free. And it's not just in London, but outside of London and Manchester and and uh, Scotland as well. It just, it's just remarkable. And the people have such a pride in their culture. But again, a very welcoming, mm-hmm. open people that, you know, are, again, they inform us. So I think it's it's part of our roots, whether we're actually, our, our roots, like you, you are from England, I'm not, but I still considerate part of our roots.
1: Yeah. And we're talking about welcoming people in that part of the world. We've got to talk a little bit more about Ireland.
2: <laughs> yes, of course. Ireland. It's fantastic. Um, again, from east to west, uh, uh, history buffs will go bonkers for Ireland. And, and our connection again with Ireland and the uh, the famine and the amount of people that came over to Canada and connected us, particularly on the east coast of Canada, Newfoundland and uh, New Brunswick. And, and it's it's Important, I think, for us to to remember that we took those people. Yes. We, w- those people came here and how thankful they still are to this day. Yes. And it's important for us to reconnect in that, especially with what's going on in the global community now. And this is what travel does. It keeps us connected. It keeps us aware. And it enriches us in a way that makes us humanitarians.
1: Mm. I. I Really do go along with that. I think the world needs more travel, mm-hmm. and I, and I think if if more people travelled, there would be much less strife in the world. And I think if um, you know more uh, people held passports, you know, that would be a good sign. And I think you know governments almost have a, a duty to make sure that their people yeah, actually absolutely. see outside of the and country and make the
2: process um, easier and accessible. Yeah, let's
1: go back to New Zealand briefly too, because I, I love that, and I absolutely uh, I agree with you that. Uh, I feel as a Canadian that, that perhaps New Zealand is, is closer than any other country in the, in the world in the terms of how we look at life. Because one of their, their great loves, of course, is is of the outdoors, of of the landscape and, and, and getting out there and, and maximizing the uh, the fun you can have in in the New Zealand landscape.
2: It's very true. They, they're so connected to their ocean or to the land. Mm. You know, some of them, they may have a day job, but they also, uh, what I found uh, when I was there both times was they're connected to the land or the water on their off hours. So they may have a day job, but they're a scuba dive master on the weekends or they're a sheep farmer or they are an artist or a painter or a landscape artist and, and uh, or a winemaker. Yes. But they still have a day job. And, it, and they are like us. They, it, it's a small population. And it's spread out over these two islands and a lot of other little islands, but um, it, it, they're just a really sharing and welcoming, and the wine is amazing.
1: Oh, I love the yes. wine from the, uh, Marlborough and the, the wine. The wine is
2: is fantastic, and of course, it's Middle Earth. It really is. <laughs> <Yes. Middle laughs> Earth. Did you go to Hobbiton? Yes, and I've I've, <laughs> I've done quite a bit, and and uh, was fortunate enough to experience a lot of the Peter Jackson esque yeah. aspects of of um, New Zealand and Middle Earth. It's it's,
1: worth the long journey, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's worth the long journey, and it's as green as it looks in the movies.
1: Even greener, perhaps. Yes, very much. Well, thanks for sharing some of your personal favorites with us, Vivian, but in the next part of the show, I want to find out about some of the places that you still aspire to travel to. What are the secrets of Vivian's dream list?
3: Well, find out next on The Chris Robinson Travel Show. It's not easy defining Missouri because it's more than a state. It's a state of mind. You can soar to a new high at the Arch in St. Louis and get the blues at the National Museum, devoted to an art form that, like every great Kansas City barbecue, has the right notes of smoke and sauce. So we suggest you define your own Missouri and visit MO.com, where diversity and affordability meet Cosmopolitan and Branson. Missouri. Enjoy the show. Your home was
5: once your comfort zone. But now you have an accessibility challenge that turns a home into a hazard. The solution? The Total Home Safety Check. Total Access Center will come to your home, check every room for potential hazards, and then suggest the best safety solutions. It's sort of like your home adapting to you. Book your no-charge assessment with the Total Access Center. Call 416-546-1000.
3: Yes, the Total Home Safety Check is free. And isn't that comforting? It's not easy defining Missouri because it's more than a state. It's a state of mind. You can soar to a new high at the Arch in St. Louis and get the blues at the National Museum devoted to an art form that, like every great Kansas City barbecue, has the right notes of smoke and sauce. So we suggest you define your own Missouri and visit MO.com, where diversity and affordability meet Cosmopolitan and Branson. Missouri. Enjoy the show.
0: You're too depressed to work, and both your doctor and family know it. And still, your insurance company denies your disability claim. My name is Aaron Waxman, and if your insurer is not listening to your doctor, now is not the time to fight the insurance company on your own. Just pick up your phone and call me at 416-661-4878. And don't worry about upfront legal fees, because there are none. At my law firm, we only get paid when you get paid. And before you call, you should always remember that there are no bad questions. 416-661-4878, or on your cell phone, a pound, LTD.
5: 564,000 Canadians are living with Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. That's a city the size of Scarborough, Brampton, or Hamilton. 25,000 more are diagnosed every year. People who are more than numbers their mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. That's why we're asking you to donate to the Alzheimer's Society of Ontario because the only way to stop Alzheimer's is with a cure. Learn more and donate online at morethannumbers.ca. Frustrated by the amount you pay to the CRA?
4: Janice Honeyman, Portfolio Manager, Mackie Research Capital.
5: Making sure your investments are performing well is crucial, but equally important is ensuring your portfolio is tax efficient. When you deal with me, you have access to all of the tools available, including tax planning, financial planning, independent and conflict-free portfolio management without any in-house product.
4: To meet with Janice, call 416-860-7781.
0: Seeing the world through your radio. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Travel Show. I'm in the well-traveled company of Vivian Vassos of Zuma Magazine. And I want to find out where the professional traveller who's been to so many wonderful places around the world, where she still hasn't reached but wants to go. So. Spill the beans. Vivian, what's on your bucket list?
2: Well, one of the places I just returned from, which was on my bucket list, mm. is, was Alaska and an Alaskan cruise because I absolutely love animals and I think um, wildlife is is a big bucket list for a lot of people, not just me. So whether it's safari or whale watching and whale watching is definitely at the top of my list. So Alaska, I was very excited about Alaska and it didn't disappoint. And it wasn't just the animals and the wildlife, but it was nature as well. The sheer vastness and mm. incredible, power of nature glacier bay and watching the glaciers just come down into the water and the sounds it was like thunder and lightning cracking and they actually call it calving so when the ice melts it the glacier calves and you're on this ship watching this happen around you so it was, it was the combination of wildlife and animals and then this incredible un you know, it just unbridled nature. along with. So yeah. that is one of the things when I look at, when I think about where I want to go next, those are those are on my list. Those places have those elements for me.
1: So there's nothing like being in, seeing, witnessing the power of nature, of nature. To, to put you in your place. Absolutely. And, and as a travel experience, that, that can be fabulous. I mean, you mentioned safari. Are there any safari destinations on well, your bucket list?
2: I mean, I, I was in South Africa last year, and I have to say, when you say the power of nature... Uh, the first time I went out, out on a morning safari, and it's very early in the morning, and sometimes you're not sure what's going on because it's it's mm. not dark, but it's it's dawn. Yeah. But when that first element uh, or elephant comes out of the bush, and I it 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 takes you, it, it's as breathtaking as Lake Louise in a different way. It's a power that I I. I started to cry. Like, I couldn't... It was just so immensely powerful to just see this animal and me being in this animal's environment and with its family. So it's Safari, I mean, South Africa is amazing. My bucket list is Botswana. I would really, really like to go to Botswana. One, because I'm a huge fan of the number one detective, l- oh, ladies detective agency. Oh yes, I Alexander McCall love. Smith. I love Alexander <laughs> McCall Smith. And I think our readers are huge fans yeah. of the series as well. And um, it, it's one of those series that really takes you deeply into the culture, how deeply respectful the people are of each other and of nature and, and of animals, and those are things that. I absolutely respect. And also just the, just the idea of being in Botswana, you've got the Chobe River, you've got, so you have more options than just going to safari. But one of the things I do want to say, again, is that the, for safari, particularly, let's say a place like South Africa, is again, people will get off the plane and get on their coach and go straight to the Kruger or to Karangwe. Stop, go to Johannesburg, spend a few days there go to Cape Town, spend a few days there, really feel the people, get a guide, pay the extra money or whatever it is to do it, because Johannesburg is a remarkable city. The art, the food, um, the people, the young people that are coming together now and trying to, you know, be together rather than separate. And I think those are things that people forget when they travel. Like we just were talking about Athens earlier. Don't skip it because there are things that are happening in these places now that is changing them forever and mostly for the good.
1: Yeah, there's a sense of joyousness in South Absolutely. Africa that, that 20 years ago, of course, no. just, just wasn't there. No, and, and it's one of the things that I found most truly humbling about um, my visit to South Africa a while ago was actually going to Robin Island just off Cape Town, where Nelson Mandela spent so many yes. years you know, doing hard labor, and, and to look at his cell and, and to think of the, the hugeness of the man who came out from well, that and was home. able to
2: just... Exactly. What? It's remarkable. Even his home, the what same a thing. Story. going yeah Going to cause Soweto and going to, and seeing the, you know, the different, the homes and the people that grew up and grew out of there, and, and I think it's, um, it's definitely mm. worth the experience. I totally agree with you. Even from shore to see the island mm. was a bit, you thought, whoa. Yeah, that's where he was. Oh,
1: and bonus on Robin Island, you get to see penguins. <laughs> exactly. So you get She's the wildlife lovely. aspect yes.
2: as well, and penguins are a big thing in South Africa and Cape Town and and, yeah. and 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 that. So and
1: Africa would do that. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to go to Chobe National Park in in Botswana, and it is every bit as as wonderful as you hope it might. Oh, be. I can't so, wait to so you got to go. go. <laughs> you got to go. I can't go. wait to go.
2: Another place that I haven't been to: uh, Peru and Ecuador. I think mm. again, they combine they combine this mystery, this sort of magic myth. Uh, Ecuador, the animals, the Galapagos, I think, is somewhere that I would really like to go. And I think that, again, if you're an animal lover and a nature lover and someone who has a deep respect for a place that may change mm. forever if you don't go there sooner. I know that some people would argue that it changes because we're going. But I think if we don't go... People aren't aware of the projects and the wildlife, and the the, mm. the whole preservation that goes into some of these places, and that's another. It's Galapagos. absolutely it's critical, and it's also It's key with travel. A lot of the programs that that are out there now benefit from us going and it's not just animals it's not just the environment but it's sustainability from a cultural and artisanal perspective you've got weavers that have been doing things for hundreds and hundreds of years that there's one left who who Mm. knows and how do how does she pass that magic down to the next person and if people aren't traveling and making other people aware that these skills and these pieces of living history are out there it it we could lose them forever, so I think travel helps with that but I, I, think- I agree
1: I actually had an a instant just two weeks ago on the island of Madeira um, off the coast of Portugal, uh, which has a rich uh, history of embroidery and uh, there we, we we saw the uh, the vast and such labor intensive process that that produces these these works of art really that you know tablecloth can take a year to make, but they're all over. 55, all, all the people working on it. And, and if they're not careful, and, and we had this conversation, that art will simply disappear. But the fact that it's now being brought into to the travel and tourism scene is actually going to save it yeah, ultimately. It might I think.
2: spark yeah. uh, in, inspiration in someone younger to take on that, Quite. to take, take it up. And I think that's really key and important when we talk about multi gen travel as well how yes. we can influence the next generation. Because you know what? We, I'm sorry, but we are the influencers. We are the ones that are influencing the next generation <laughs> yep. and the next one after. After that, and I think those are um, that's important. That's an important task for us.
1: It's one of the, the wonderful aspects of multi generational travel, yes, which absolutely. is becoming a bigger and bigger component. Yeah, there's of, of four the generations
2: scene. of travelers now, yeah. which has never happened before.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for grandparents to pass down to to, to grandchildren, let alone their, their own children, you know, the importance of some of these things.
2: Absolutely, even even your hobbies, golf is another one whatever great thing to take and, yep. and you can golf in the most incredible places Thailand Scotland Florida and you pass along these, the love of these things and it inherently um, builds in a love of travel because it's destinations yeah
1: although my my brother would would actually say not to, to that because uh, he's now being beaten at golf by his, his grandson <laughs> see so he, he's also keen on that. <laughs> they're carrying the torch how about somewhere truly hedonistic just to, to relax and and just say yes well I,
2: okay I. The South Pacific is that ah, is that place I think Pacific. for me I just Bally think of, yeah <laughs> Fiji uh, and and uh, Tahiti I think these are places that um, people still imagine as exotic mm. and but the hotels are top notch the the way to get there is much easier now you, cruise ships uh, airlift is is much more common so you can get there much more easily but I. I would like to experience these places because, again, they have this sort of mythical element to them. The South Pacific—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a different culture, yeah. and and it just—you know—it's hot and sweaty and wonderful and and, <laughs> and fancy free, and as you said, and probably hedonistic, and also the water, the ocean. I'm sure the, the snorkeling and the, and the scuba, if you're a scuba, some of these places are probably mm. the best coral. That you can imagine.
1: This is one of the reasons why I I love asking some of my guests about their bucket list destinations, because it's so interesting to see there. You can see that. I mean, I can see it in your eyes. You can visualize exactly what this place is is, is going to be like. And when you do go, it's always interesting to compare and contrast. Okay, how close was that with how I thought it was going to be?
2: Yeah, well, I hope it oozes all of those things (laughs) when I actually get there. Yeah, I'm sure you've been to some of those places, but I'm imagining it just oozes warmth and Vitamin D in a way that <laughs> we need it in Canada. Well,
1: when I'm asked, you know, about purely kickback uh, destinations, where you go? Yeah, South Pacific, um, Fiji, Tahiti, the neighbouring island of Maria is it's just. Lovely. And
2: Cook Islands too. Cook uh, Islands, yes. Big Kiwi influence there yeah. as well, and they're really yeah. they're lodge they're starting to have some lodges and interesting things. That there would that be next on,
1: on my list of, yeah. of South Pacific okay. islands to go to. So, Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> okay, you're on. <laughs> a wise ancient Greek Euripides once wrote that experience and travel. These are as education in themselves. So, we're going to aim for some more education from Vivian after the break. But I want to find out where your next trip is taking you. I think we've been given a hint about that already. And to seek some of your experienced advice for us fellow travelers. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show.
3: What's new with Transat? Where to begin? How about the turquoise waters of the Caribbean? The Transat Cruise Program now offers new flights from Toronto and Montreal to San Juan and Tampa. And with Transat, there's something new in the air. Their in-flight gourmet experience is an exclusive with a new chef's menu and club-class service new on Transat's Boeing 737s. When you think Transat, don't just think what's hot for summer, think what's new. Transat.com, what's new with you?
6: With more of our devices connecting at once, your internet speed could really use a boost. That's why Rogers is giving you Ignite Gigabit, our fastest speed for an extended test drive. Switch to Ignite 150 unlimited internet with Select TV, and Rogers will upgrade your max speed from 150 to 1000 megabits per second until January 2018. Limited time offer, call 1-888-ROGERS-1 or visit his store today. If you're retired or a stay-at-home mom or dad who enjoys children, First Student invites you to consider becoming a steady part-time school bus driver for September. Professional experience is not required and free training classes are being scheduled right now. Contact First Student or apply online today at firstgroupcareers.com. That's firstgroupcareers.com. Hey hey. Hey hey.
3: hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. It's, it's a new First
6: Student day. day. It's still 3:03 a.m
0: nights seem extra long when you're coping with aches and pain if only you could get some rest to start feeling better write down live relief think live with relief at the store choose the blue package for aching swollen joint pain the green for nerve pain
6: read the box instructions to find out if live relief is right for
0: you help is close in 5256 stores across canada
6: Thanks again for
4: eating a Swiss Chalet. Here's your bill. Honey, stop salivating over their dinner. They're having the exact same meal we just had. Two quarter chickens, a shareable appetizer, and two drinks.
0: I
6: know, and it was delicious, but it's the price I'm salivating over.
0: Two can dine for $25 every day when you show your CARP card at participating Swiss Chalet restaurants across Canada. Visit carp.ca forward slash Swiss Chalet to start saving today.
6: Why let a mobility issue limit your summer fun? Live a more independent life with Flammen Fitness and their big mobility scooter sale. Payments start as low as $55 per month OAC. Now get $600 off the Zumi Travel Scooter, the lightweight mobility scooter that folds easily to fit in your car, or the Zumi three-wheel recreational scooter designed for indoor-outdoor use. You'll save $400. Test ride today at your local Flamin' Fitness store or go online at flaminfitness.com.
0: Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back to The Travel Show. This is your chance to listen in as I sit down with some of the travel world's acknowledged gurus to find out their travel secrets, their insider's tips, and to tap their lifetimes of knowledge about travel. And today, I'm up in the air with Vivian Vassos, executive editor of Zoomer magazine and top travel writer. Our flight together will be ending soon, but there's lots more to talk about. So start, perhaps, with your most memorable travel experience to date, Vivian. Tell us about that.
2: Well, I think every time I travel, and I think every time someone travels, there's a memorable experience. But last year I was in Myanmar, and this was incredible to me, because it's very much an emerging destination Mm. for travellers. They've just opened it up where you can go for much longer than the seven-day period that they had limited people to in years past. And we were in the north a very sort of path less traveled and we were the novelty. The locals (laughs) were taking photographs of us rather than the other way around. You know, typically you're 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 doing a market tour or you're taking a walk through one of the villages and you're meeting monks and things, but they were all stopping us and asking asking us for our photographs, which is interesting as a especially as a travel writer and a journalist. In general, a you're the bit one. Of a role reversal. Yeah, nor, exactly. So that was a really interesting experience for me, and it, it it reminded me that we're all we're all so similar. I mean, a few of them mm. would say, "You're going to be a star of the internet tonight. Smile, smile." And I just thought, okay, I'm going to be on their Instagram, <laughs> and here I am in the north, literally of of uh, Myanmar, Bur- Burma, and. It's so remote and they've all got their little cell phones and they're snapping photos. And um, so it just kind of reminded me that we are more like than we might think halfway Mm. across the world.
1: And you've got one on me because uh, Myanmar is definitely on my bucket list. I haven't managed to get there yet. I I was uh, just a few months or so ago. I was in Southeast Asia in uh, Laos. And it has that, that kind of feel about it, too, that, that uh, the monks, young monks in particular, of whom there are so many in that part of the world, will, will come up to you. You know, they've all got cell phones these mm-hmm. days. They and do. they all want to take their picture of, they do. Of, of both of you together.
2: I would highly recommend recommend Myanmar. It's an amazing place. And again, the people, yeah. it's like Thailand light. The people are very generous and very um, Open And they're welcoming in a way that it's a little different than a more finely honed hospitality. It's Mm. it's welcoming because they're curious as well. And they want you to know who they are because they haven't been on the radar. And I think when you meet people like that, it, it again adds a whole other element to travel. Another,
1: another dimension. And isn't it curiosity that really ultimately drives us as travellers?
2: Yes, absolutely. To, to,
1: to travel. So to
2: have it back and forth is even more fun. <laughs> it's good stuff. What, you're curious about me? Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. What about uh,
1: the uh, the horizon? What uh, what might be coming up for you in, in terms of your next travels?
2: Well, I I'm, I am going to Las Vegas. I know that might not sound exciting, but Las Vegas, again... We it, can be t- well, it, it can be pretty exhausting. Well, it can be. We were talking about places that there's always something new, and... Yeah. Las Vegas really there is always something new and it's quite um accessible and uh easy for uh for Canadians to get there and um quick and easy but I'm going for a conference to talk to some of the top luxury um luxury agents and advisors in the world to sort of get a bead on where we are all going mm-hmm. next and luxury doesn't necessarily have to be scary especially for uh, your listeners and our readers who may be on more of a budget it's all a trickle down effect so if the expectation from the luxury market is a it's going to eventually get to all of us and i think that's really key and important for people to understand mm-hmm. when even when they're on a budget you can get luxe for less you can find ways to travel that makes the experience more meaningful and deep from that perspective. Because luxury doesn't necessarily mean big output of cash. Luxury is time. Luxury is meeting like-minded people on an excursion. And um, those are things that I'm going to be taking away and hopefully presenting to the readers uh, down the road. Well, that's
1: wonderful. I mean, I think it's possible for for anyone to add uh, a little luxury travel item to their, their their itinerary, and sometimes that's that's really worthwhile. If you're going to a destination and, and you know there's this amazing iconic hotel, well, spend one night there. I agree. You
2: know? I agree. You splurge on your last night. You might yeah. you might want to go econo for the first few days, but on your last night and and get that sense. And then you also I think for people that may not have experienced, you'll have a better understanding of. What luxury means, Mm. uh, especially in a top brand, everything is taken care of, every detail. So, and that's when you can say, "Well, this maybe is bigger bang for my buck," because I'm getting a lot of bang. Yeah,
1: and and it comes back to the bragging rights that we were talking about. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And and it is a a top-notch hotel can make all the difference, uh, whether it's the first night of your stay or the last night of your stay. If you're battling jet lag and you need to battle it with. Scrambled eggs, a cappuccino, and a glass of champagne chaser—you can get that in <laughs> For the top instance. hotels. Exactly. So you know it, it is definitely worth it. And this is what I always try to say to people. They'll say to me, "Well, what's what's the best deal that I can get on on if I want to go away somewhere?" And I always tell people, book the best possible thing you can afford. And mm. if that means one night at the best hotel in the city you right. live in, and you actually take a cab there, you're still out of your element. You're out of your box. Someone else is making your bed. Someone else is making your breakfast. The amount of R&R you can even get from that 24 hours is, is luxury.
1: Yeah. No, I remember taking the kids for, for one night to the Chelsea Hotel down here in, in downtown yes, Toronto. And we just had a, a great weekend.
2: And it's still a great hotel yeah, for a great it? weekend. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I mean, talking of all this advice, what are the, the globe trotting items that you never travel without?
2: Well, I have this little bolster-shaped pillow that I – a travel pillow that I take ever right. with me. So I have it on the plane. I have it in a hotel room. Sometimes, you know, you just need that extra support, especially if you've got a mm. bad back or a rotten neck. But And it, it really does help. And it's just nice to have that little sort of thing from home. Photos yeah. of my kids, of course. I take those everywhere. My iPhone is key because of, um, you know, covering the the – Covering the locations is now much more multifaceted than a notebook and a pen. So having the opportunity to take photos, share the photos with friends, family, readers, connecting with other... Do
1: you do that real time?
2: Um, I try to, yeah. but I am very thoughtful in my in my um, social yeah. media posts because I, I, I want it to be meaningful. Yeah. So I do try to, but sometimes I will spend the day shooting and traveling and talking and interviewing and visiting and eating and all the things you do as a, as a travel journalist. And at the end of the day, I'll try to sort of edit it out and edit it down and, and pick Pick that one or two things that is meaning yeah, more I,
1: meaningful. I'm with you like that. I, I think that's that's time intensive. It really does take time. listeners. Yes, and it does. And sometimes, if you if you're not careful, it can get actually get in the way yes, between and you and the travel experience.
2: Absolutely, I would I would say just you know. Make sure you see that whale with your own eyes, yes. rather than trying to get <laughs> yes. that last shot with your with your phone of, of its tail flipping. Another thing I take exercise is really important. Even if you're booking a, a, a holiday while you're um while you're traveling, you know you're eating different foods and your your time time shifts and your sleep may be disturbed. And exercise is for me very important. So I have this set of little stretchy resistance bands that I mm-hmm. can take anywhere and use anywhere. You can stand on them and you know do sort of it's it's using your own weight. And and it's very healthy it's a great way to stay in shape anytime especially for people as they age because there's no high impact on your joints and mm. it keeps you flexible so definitely resistant bands are one of the things that i always pack
1: and easily pack too
2: easily yeah. well it's it's like yeah. a strip of Nothing. rubber really so it's it's one of those things and you know i try to keep a little bag of mini essentials so face spray and and creams and because the airplanes are so so dehydrating yeah. um but the things that you can't travel without. So if you have something on a, that you use on a daily basis, no matter what, whether it's your shaving oil or whether it's an eye cream or whether it's it's your, you know, puffer medication. I mean, those are the yep. things that always go in the bag. But sunblock, 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 sunblock. Most important.
1: Even, like, when, even when it's cloudy.
2: Even when it's yep. even on the airplane. Yep. What about
1: websites? As a planning resource, they're they're pretty invaluable these days. What are your favorites?
2: Um, they can be. I, I like to I like to read other people's experiences. So for me it's more Lonely Planet, Travelandleisure.com. Um TripAdvisor I do look at because I think it's interesting the way they rank the hotels. Yeah. And I think that's good for planning. So I tend to look more at those kinds of websites where there's storytelling and content around them to help me make the decision. Yeah, to paint the picture. Yeah, to paint the picture before before then going to maybe more of an aggregate type of website. But a lot of the websites now offer really great deals, um, hotels and, and flights and whatnot. Booking.com is one of them, hotels.com also. And the thing about those sites now as they're adding more to what they're doing, layering on more ways for you to save money, which I think mm. is important when you travel.
1: And travel books, travel logs?
2: I just finished a really wonderful book, uh, Carte Postale from Greece. It's by uh, Victoria yes. Hislip. She's a British-based writer, and she writes a lot about Greece, but other places as well. But it inspired me to want to go to Greece again, <laughs> and so and I'm hoping that'll be next year. But those are the best books, the ones that inspire you to just want to go. And this one was a combination of historical fiction... Um, myth, and romance. So the combination of the three, bringing that idea to life through storytelling through mainly the Peloponnese, uh, um, it really um, struck a chord with me.
1: I shall add that one to my, uh, my list. Now, last question. What about some insider travel tips from your experience?
2: Go with no expectations. And always with a wide-eyed, sort of open-minded view. I, al- I also, when I check into a new hotel, if I haven't stayed at that brand before, I will ask about their loyalty program because it does give you bonuses um, sometimes. Well, it should give you free Wi-Fi, uh, sometimes a free upgrade to your hotel room, access to other areas of the hotel. So that's important. Um I also recommend booking a lounge access room in some of the hotels. The Fairmont has uh, the gold floor, for example, because often breakfast is included and an afternoon canapes, champagne, wine, like a place where you can take a break. And that saves you a bit of money because going out to restaurants all day can cost quite a bit. So if you add that into the cost of your hotel room, you are saving there. Plus, as a solo traveler, that's a really great way to start breakfast in the lounge. It's relaxed. You don't feel like you're in a big restaurant in a tiny table. So as a solo traveler, I always recommend that. And don't forget a currency exchange app.
1: Perfect. Vivian, thank you for spending some time with me today on the Travel Show. Really appreciate it. It's always fun to to actually share some time in the studio with a a fellow travel-holic. Yes, thank you.
2: (laughs) I was happy to be here. I had a lot of fun.
1: Good. I'll be back next week with another Travel Show. And in the meantime, take a look at some of the destinations featured on the website uh, chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, which includes many of the places that Vivian mentioned on today's show. Until then, bon voyage and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news and views from the world of travel. The US Transportation Security Administration said last week that it's boosting security measures by requiring any carry-on electronic item larger than a cell phone to be screened separately at US airports. The new screening will apply to devices like e-readers, iPads and tablets. As the new procedures are phased in, TSA officers will ask passengers to take out their small electronics and place them in a bin with nothing on top or below, just like laptops are currently scanned. The new rule eliminates the benefit of leaving laptops at home and travelling just with a tablet. In the past, travellers were not required to fish out these smaller-sized electronics from their carry-on bags to be x-rayed. On the positive side, the US ban on laptops from the cabin on flights to the US from 10 airports in eight countries in the Middle East and North Africa was just lifted. The UK's Lake District in Cumbria is now officially a World Heritage Site, putting it alongside the Taj Mahal, the Great Barrier Reef and the Grand Canyon as a site of global cultural and historical significance. It is the only UK national park that is entirely a World Heritage Site and is the UK's largest World Heritage Site at nearly 230,000 hectares. The Lake District is unique in England for its abundant and varied habitats for wildlife. Freshwater, bogs, limestone pavement, upland heaths, screes, shores, wetlands, estuaries, coastal heaths and dunes. The region also has the highest concentration of outdoor activity centres in the UK and is the birthplace of British mountaineering. I recommend visiting in the spring when the days are long and the daffodils add vivid colour to the dramatic landscape. The deal of the week is a snowbird program with Hilton Sandistin Beach Golf Resort and Spa in Florida. This resort is located on the sugar white sands and emerald green waters of northwest Florida's Gulf Coast near Destin. It has a spa and fitness center, six dining venues, lots of recreation options and access to championship golf courses. This winter, the hotel has announced a special snowbird program, with rates starting at just $90 per night. This deal includes daily breakfast, zero resort charge, and free parking and Wi-Fi. You need to book a minimum of 14 days between November 1 this year and March 9 next year. For reservations, call 850-267-9500 and use the code SNOW. For more information, visit hilton sandistin beach.com. next week on the travel show our focus is a chic destination in the caribbean that is famous for its wonderful cuisine high quality hotels excellent service and some of the best beaches anywhere in the world we're off to the idyllic cayman islands In fact, this destination is three times more exciting because it comprises not one, not two, but three distinct and beautiful islands with a huge range of vacation options. And it's all much more affordable than you might think. We'll hear about a great way to save on your Cayman Islands vacation this fall. So make a date with me next week to sit back, Shut your eyes and join me and my guest as we walk barefoot in the sand, explore the sea, sample seafood, sip rum, and so much more. Drop in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this show. And while you're there, check out the link on the homepage to the Travel Show Facebook, where you'll find timely travel deals, where-in-the-world quizzes, and lots more besides. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio as we soak up the sun in the Cayman Islands here on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.